Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. off yeah go on then okay do you know most wrestlers poo themselves in matches true story i can name at least five of them really yeah welcome to and that's why we're messed up what is that how we're starting now (laughs) what it's a fact that's for example for 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 example john cena he pooed himself once during a match had to go under the had to go under the ring to actually finish off okay Yokozuna, during a Bret, Bret Hart match, he put himself. Bret Hart saw it coming, he ran out of the ring. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> uh, and that's how I messed up. Uh, literally messed up. Um, thank you all for your support and uh, welcome again. Um, I myself am uh, Shannis, uh, sitting here uh, talking. Uh, introduce yourself, boys. Who's first? Well, I'll take this one. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to pick and get off. And without saying tune of all ages, this is AK Mr. Roberts online. I hope everyone is well and keeping themselves safe in this period, difficult period of time. Hopefully, us here will entertain you and try to enlighten your day. And yeah. I am Warren number two, your instant classic. I'm here to entertain, to apparently make people grow gross people out with some facts but okay whatever just being selfish but i'm hoping hope you're all staying safe staying at home and doing what's right for the world very very true we are now broadcasting during uh lockdown and pandemic times uh it's a strange strange odd time but i'm hoping we can bring you a bit of laughter insight and uh general geekery geekism and nerdism uh from a uh hidden south london postcode uh, so today uh, we were talking about we are going to be talking about wrestling, and um, yeah, after that I'm still now stuck with the images of wrestlers. Who in? Yeah, go on, bruv, continue. I mean, obviously you only got to three people, so you said okay. five. If you call a wrestler called um, Sid Justice, aka Psycho Sid, <laughs> yeah, during a ma- during a match with the Undertaker, apparently he pooed himself, and Undertaker had to go. The Undertaker's a move the tombstone. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
and that was a live match as well. So literally, like, <gasps> if you look at the Undertaker's face during that match, he's like, oh god, oh god, oh god. He had to get, he had to do it as fast as possible, and um, yeah, he did. Good for him. Um, Dave Bautista did it one time as well, and I'm missing one more person. One more. So Drax himself had put himself during the match. I think it was during the match um, with um, Triple H himself. But I could be making it up. I'm pretty sure I did hear that. Uh, I can't think of the fifth person. The fifth person's blanked out. I think you did cover five. But I'm still horrified this even... I mean, it no, makes no, no. sense, but... To quote the great poet, Jeff Goblin, when you got to go, you got to go. I know Vince allegedly did it before he's about to go on air on one of the rules a few years ago. Oh, actually, and... I've, got, oh I've, got, I've got a Vince story from you. I've got a Vince story from you. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if I'm not mistaken, one of the producers... Oh, I can't remember which, which producer it is. I think it was guy who used to be um, Brother Love. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Pritchard, yeah? Yeah. Apparently yeah. he gets, he kind of, if you fart, he gags. He kind of like wants to vomit. So Vince yeah. found that hilarious. So he tried his hardest to fart so he could get him to, to get him to vomit. But in the process of doing that, he pooed his pants. Yeah. Don't cross the box. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I've just got no words. This is just okay. Um, yeah, for those, uh, just a little brief just for those of you who might know what on earth we're talking about, we're talking about uh, wrestling uh, primarily in the US, uh, which is WW, well, it was WWF, yeah, but now it's WWE, you know, mm-hmm. World Wrestling Entertainment. Um, for those, because there are, you know, I don't think people sometimes realize that there was like it's that there's wrestling that happens outside of the US. Uh, in the UK, for example, back in the day, there used to be um, wrestling on a Saturday afternoon, which featured such heavyweights as Big Daddy and uh, Kendo, Nagas- Kendo Nagasaki and Giant Haystacks and uh, entertained uh, loads of people every Saturday afternoon and had its own kind of... Um, but it then, of course, you know, that was in the 80s, I believe, you had mm. a lot of that wrestling. Uh, and then, of course, uh, 90s meant cable, which then meant exposure to for the rest of the world to um, WWE. Uh, with Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, etc. But 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 all wrestling has a you know a rich and varied and interesting poofield background, like to say the least. Yeah. Okay, but, I okay, mean, poo, in wrestling, poo you're discriminate. Poo is everywhere. So it's just, this is poo is everywhere. Poo is okay. Everywhere. Okay. Just listen. Let's, let's not let's not let's not call a spade a spade. But I mean, wrestling can goes goes. There's a lot to be covered in wrestling. You know, from crime to horror to sheer what the effery to. Yeah. I mm. mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that I'm kind of taking a, a back seat in this, and uh, I'm always willing to be like, say what has happened. A lot of messages between each other. So, uh, big man, what have you got for us? So, this one we're going to go back in time about the time machine. I want to take everyone back to the summer of 1997. Can you remember what you were doing in 1997? No. no. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just trying to remember what. I was in. I was in. I was in secondary school still. Oh God, I I, I don't I don't even know. Ninety seven. Oh no, I was at uni. Yeah, I was in secondary was, school still. I think so. Um, yeah, I was yeah. at uni, so uh, that's a blur. Yeah, wrestling. Uh, where blur. wrestling, I w- was on and off because it was on Sky Sports, and we didn't actually have Sky Sports back in the day. So it was like I only heard wrestling. I heard what was happening through friends. I didn't even know. I didn't even know who was wrestling at the time back then. I vaguely remember. 
All right, so I'll take the seat. 1997, it was the fallout of England going out of the Euros the year before. Mm-hmm. Nothing was going on. It was this is, not, this is not a football podcast. Thank you very much. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. He's, he's Let the, the man talk, Chantel. This is his turn. His turn. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gary. Carry on. Ratings were down in America, and as you pointed out, wrestling was pretty huge back then. But also, like everything else, it took a bit of a slump. And there was a war going on between WWE, or WWF, as it was known at the time, and then the rival company, WCW, w. of w. Like Ted Turner. Now, WCW, anyone who knows, were a major rival to Vitsis, WWF. At the time, WCW was making a hell of strides. Week in, week out, they were topping WWF in the ratings war. Mm. So Vince randomly took a back seat and was talking to Vince Rougeau, which was his number two, his go-to guy. One head right. Talking about Vince Vaughn, right? No, Vince. <laughs> Vince Rousseau says. Vince well, Rousseau. some people like myself may not know what Vince you're referring to. So, you know. I'm yeah, just Vince, like Vince McMahon, Vince Vaughn, Vince. Right. There you go. <laughs> Vince Rousseau was a writer. Mm-hmm. He came up the hard way, made a lot of in his later years, dodgy decisions, but we'll get to that later. But at the time, he was seen as the next big thing. Famous last words. So he came up, him and Vince had a meeting, allegedly, and said, you know what? Why don't we just let the superstars be themselves? Because apparently backstage, a few wrestlers pretty much couldn't tell the difference between their normal selves and their on-screen personas. Oh, Me, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. But anyway... They continued on and came up with an idea. They said, I don't know. How about you guys just be yourself? Like, in what way? They said, well, what you do off camera, just do it on, but just slightly bring it down a couple of levels. They said, okay. So fast forward, there was an infamous event called Survivor Series that happened that year. And it was known as the uh, Montreal Screwjob, so to speak. Now, the Montreal Screwjob... To this day, he's legendary. But this tells the story of one Brett, the ship, so Hitman Hart, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, right the, there. The, the unbiased commentary from Big Man, of course. But anyway, continue, all, continue. <laughs> Brett Hart, for years, he was the best there is, best there was, best. We, we know the sentence anyway. So he went. <laughs> The disdain mm. in your voice is mm. palpable. Mm. It is I'm proper, sorry. like... Okay, <laughs> all right. Like, go for it, go for it. All right, all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to block. Right, anyone who knows me knows that I've got nothing but massive respect for Bret Hart. Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> what? Right. So, <clears throat> whatever. Bret Hart what? Wasn't this match against Shawn Michaels with the alleged storyline was he was supposed to beat Shawn because it was done in Canada and he was supposed to lose the title the day after on Monday Night Raw. That was the plan. Everyone agreed to it. But he kind of didn't go that way. So at a key stage during the match, Shawn Michaels put Bret Hart in his own submission, the sharpshooter. Now, Bret was supposed to reverse the move, and Shawn will tap out. Bret retains the title. But in a bizarre turn of events, Shawn put Bret in the sharpshooter, and the bell rang. Match was over. Shawn is the champion. Bret had a bizarre what the F look on his face. That wasn't supposed to happen. Well, unfortunately, Brett didn't know that behind the scenes, they all were working against him. 
they were all in on it. Although I will give credit to Sean and Triple H, there's a documentary that came out called Beyond the Mat. No, Wrestling in Shadow. So my mistake. Bret Hart documentary, not bias, of course, which shows things <laughs> from Bret's angle. And you saw the hidden footage of Sean saying, oh, "I don't believe what happened. It wasn't supposed to happen like that. Oh, Vince should never have done that." They're all in on it. Oscar for best actor and best supporting actor goes to Sean and Triple H that year. Masterpiece of acting. Because so, we're gone. No, no, go ahead, continue. No, no cause the way I, the way I heard it was that mm-hmm. because they were like, because I know Vince was umming and ahhing about it. Yeah. And he was talking to Trip, Triple H and Shawn Michaels about it, like, what, what should we do? With it? And then like, Triple H came, chime in saying that we don't owe him anything. At the end of the day, this guy is leaving us. So why should we, why should we play ball? Why shouldn't we do things this way kind of thing? And it's yeah. like, it's it's a very weird situation because Bret Hart didn't want to leave, yeah. but he wanted more money. And Vince is saying that he couldn't afford to pay him that money. And, and obviously WCW were willing to pay the money. Mm. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird scenario. Very strange scenario. It was weird, but for someone like me, this was brilliant to watch. To see the breakdown of Bret Hart live on TV, spitting at Vince, apparently knocking him out behind the scenes, which had Vince have a hell of a black eye. Yeah, because like um, the Undertaker actually went to Vince and said, you better go and sort this out now. You better go in there and deal with this right now. And mm-hmm. so Vince went in there, got on him. He took, he, he, he got punched. He, he took the punch. Because and, and <laughs> like, I think, the way I think the way it said, Bret said, okay, I'm taking a shower. If you're here, when I get out of the shower, I'm knocking you out. Mm. Vince was still there when he got out of the shower, so Brett <laughs> knocked him out. <laughs> I mean, we don't condone violence on here, not at all. Please yourself, like... mate. Okay, say so, what? <laughs> <laughs> Says who? Me? Uh-uh. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can I, I just want to ask yeah. something, I just want to interject something, because like, I mean, for those of you, like, obviously, you know, new to the podcast and everything, like, uh, my two brothers, at the, you know, at the side of me, uh, W and W, both of them are very big wrestling fans. Mm. I, like I said, back in the day, was into like the British wrestling. Like, um, it's a, I've got some good memories about that. And then me and little bruv, um, we watched it. We used to be on Sky One. We used to watch a lot of wrestling and stuff. And we actually had, we had the privilege, lucky to go to the states and the Caribbean. So we'd see a lot of matches there as well sometimes and see what that was like. And it was quite mad. But I don't know. I'd just like to ask, how did you guys feel mm-hmm. when you discovered that wrestling like had a story? Because as an observer, I remember like watching it and being really engaged in it. And, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then I found out, oh, there's kayfabe. Um, and there's this whole other like storyline that's happening. And I was like... And for a long time, I was like, I'm watching this. But then I um, have been listening to like to you guys watching stuff with my jaw on the floor a lot of times. <laughs> Honest, honestly, it's like, honestly, I mean, the guy, the, when you guys always talk to me about some stories, I was like, I'm sorry, what? We actually have had, as a result of this, had to have meetups, was it once or twice a year, where we just yeah. watch stuff. I'm like, I'm sorry, is this really what's happening? And I couldn't even take it in. Because you then are going, oh, it's fake, they're acting. But what I wanted to ask you is how you guys felt and how you recovered from that. Because what has been pointed out to me from um, other podcasters and what have you um, is that one of them said 
that like as because a lot of podcasts obviously that's not their main gig and they're like a lot of them are comedians or actors and one of them said that in like improv classes there are a lot of people who say if you want to look to people who are brilliant at improv who have to who are brilliant at acting look at wrestlers look mm. at them because what they do when they have to do on the fly and who, and who they have to engage because they have to engage not just those in the front but those in the front from the back and that is a skill so it's easy to go oh it's fake uh and then you know you have these people say no it's actually a skill set so i just wondered like how you because i know how my journey in turning that around if i'd like to know what your journey is turning that around good question i think for me i mean back in the day that wrestling was my life and mm. i remember every week i used to run around to the shops and buy the latest dollar f magazine and used to cuss the news agent when they didn't have it but, oh <laughs> big man it's it's true. i'm shocked by your changed. behavior i'm shocked by your behavior <laughs> absolutely shocked you know, it was that Wrong man 101 <laughs> <laughs> you know it was that I remember the turn for me is when you're watching and I come in how I discovered it was like proper scripted. I felt broken. I'm like, huh? What? No. And it was a sense of you must be a bigger idiot than you look, because how can you have not have seen this was scripted? And for me, I think did it downplay it for me? Yes it did. It downplayed it for me a lot. I think that was the turning point where I was so on it. I'm like, you know what? Backstep. Backstep. It did take out some of the fun for me. It really did. But the only thing that's going through my mind was, you know what? If entertain me this much in my life, just let it roll and continue. But it was the point of, if I'm honest, I, it did kind of take out at least seventy percent of the fun for nothing. Oh, it comes the standard slap. Oh no, she did slap him. Oh yeah, yeah, she did. And then it was. I can't even describe it. It was just a sense of, right, man, you actors are really, really good at your jobs. You can sell anything to me. Which is testament to how good they are, as you just quoted. But I think for me, it definitely was a major shock, but I got over it pretty quickly, as you look and clearly have seen over the last few years. But yeah, I've, I've just continued as a fan, but just backed off a little bit more. How about you, Rob? See, I think... I always kind of knew it was fake because there are things that happened that didn't make sense. For example, <laughs> I remember back in the day with the whole Elizabeth and Macho Man thing. Oh, cause that, cause that was amazing because, like, I remember I remember watching that, and then they finally got back together, and it was like the happiest moment in the world. It was amazing. I was like, oh my god, that's great, great, and then the wedding happened. And then Jay the Snake got involved, and then he attacked him with a poisonous snake, and there was no one arrested. Now, I was pretty young at the time when this happened, so, but 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 sense dictates that in some kind of when someone tries to kill someone, police get involved. But then, like a few days later, Jake the Snake was on the on the TV talking about it, and I'm like, wait. What? Is he in prison? No, he's he's no, that's a, that's, a, that's a, so you know. See, so okay, granted, right, wrestling you got kind of like you got to spare your disbelief in a lot of things because you know. But as a kid and seeing that, it's like, well, no. If I watch if I watch the bill and someone did that, they'll get arrested. So you know, that's, <laughs> just just saying, you know. But it, but so, you know, but like so, it made it easy to transition to seeing it as 
not being not, as not being real, but as just another form of entertainment. This is this would be my this would be my site. This would be my EastEnders, my Coronation Street kind of thing. Because obviously you do get kind of similar storylines. Only difference is you're allowed to beat the crap out of people at the same time. Now you see exactly what you said, right? <laughs> and you're talking about defining moments. You talking about Miss Elizabeth and uh, Randy Savage. I'll tell you what was mine, and I remember this because I shouldn't have been up watching this. But I need to fast forward to WrestleMania 12. In fact, to be fair, I think this match was one of the main stars of the Attitude Era. It was Goldust versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, no. <laughs> now, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this was a, an, old, an old school Fools can occur anywhere in the building match. It basically means the match did not happen. It will start in the ring and they can take it to the streets. And they oh. literally did. Oh, God. Now, this match... Oh, Fryman was Rowdy Piper turning up outside the venue with all the cast and crew being hype people, making noise, and Goldust has turned up in the car. Proceed to try and run over Rowdy Piper. <laughs> Rowdy Piper now jumped on the wings with the bonnet on the car and hanging on for dear life like an action movie. And then someone's head went through this windscreen. I, don't, I can't remember who. But I thought, how come there ain't no blood? That's the first thing I remember noticing. And then the the chase on the freeway, which they then cut to footage of the OJ Simpson footage. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They really did. I remember, see, I, I remember seeing documentaries yeah. of that because I, I remember because Vince did it. It was Vince's idea, obviously, because obviously all people were talking about was the OJ Simpson thing at the time. And, they, and he just basically used the footage and got away with it as well, which kind of shocked me as so it's like, um, just, <sighs> just also just to uh, just to elaborate for those who are either too young or are not based in the UK, the bill is a police procedural uh, uh, series that used to come on back in the day, oh, detailing well, the Sunil. days yeah. and lives. See, so yeah, at Sunnyhill Police Station, the days <laughs> and activities of police officers on the streets of the UK. Uh, it was not tongue in cheek, and it went through from coppers on the beat to DCI and <laughs> upwards. And yeah, so for those of you who don't know, uh, the, that's what the bill is. Uh, I encourage you to look it up and get some laughs at the. UK. No, it's a serious UK drama. How dare you say laughs? That I, uh, many, honestly, many. Uh, because that 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 intro music the end we'll just, we'll just walk in police feet that's all it was for the whole never <laughs> really forget that the the end of that was just we watch police feet walk on a, on a street i remember watching that for ages as well i was just mesmerized by watching people walk away and i'm like I'm even, I'm even looking at people's names I'm looking at the people's feet just like walking walk away yeah. like, they're coming I, for you straight up i was like what I should turn change the channel, but I, I can't. I need to show respect to the feet. What? With DCI Burnside, what? <laughs> hey, look. DCI well, Burnside. Man, I was crying and Tosh had that, on, had that on lock. Yeah. <laughs> and even you remember that Tosh had lyrics back then. Oi. Oh, Tosh. Oi, Tosh. I always remember when Grang said he saw, but she saw Burnside on the bus, on the 159 bus in Australia. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> And the thing is, they won't call them by the day. Right? You see, I see the DCI Burnside. Like that's really not his name. Like yes, it is. Not... It will always be his name. <laughs> May he rest in peace. If he's, like, I don't know if he's dead or not, but may but he rest in any, peace. I mean, yeah, for real. But yeah, I'm, I'm unsupp. He might not be dead. He might not. He might not be. Oh my gosh! Look up. Look up. But 
see, this is a moment right there where yeah. I don't think it can be expressed the sheer audacity of Vince McMahon and the WWE organization yeah. to take the absolute mick. Yeah, look, I remember that more than anything because literally you saw someone's head get dashed through the windscreen and you see that's it, Goldust drive off and Roddy Piper jacked someone, some random man's car and said he's going to hurt somebody and you see him drive off and he just <laughs> cuts to this footage of the OJ Simpson chase on the motorway. And do you know what's thing about it? That's not the weirdest part of that match. Sorry, what? That's what, not the weirdest what? part of that match. That whole match was just, it came like a dream to be perfectly honest because it made no sense. Okay, mm. you've, you've set it up. What is the weirdest part of that match? It will probably be the ending when it, when Rally Rolling Piper decides to strip Goldust and Goldust is wearing ladies' undergarments. Yes! And then, and then um, the, after Rally Rolling Piper wins the match, I think, he gives yeah. Goldust a kiss and then, walk, and then that's the end of the match. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Is this a you, you heard me. <laughs> you heard me, Chantel. I'm not repeating myself again about that. <laughs> but you see, in, in retrospect now, we're actually beginning to see the character Goldust was, because I don't know if you remember. Do you remember when he first turned up and the ongoing war he had with Razor Ramon when he sent him the picture of himself like laying down on a sofa but had a tiger skin covering up his body saying to you, darling, and the man lost his flip. That's where it already started from. Yeah, I think we should move on from Goldust. Goldust is weird. <laughs> Wrestling's weird. Wrestling's weird. I mean, I... What are you talking about? Wrestling's normal, the most normal thing about it. Just, it's just the people who do wrestling are weird. And I think the I think the weirdest thing is that, like, I remember this thing there was a time when you didn't have blood in wrestling. And I remember then there was, like, oh, there's all... I remember seeing... <coughs> I don't know if it was a Survivor Series or a Royal Rumble where everyone was covered in blood. And I was like... Yeah, I'm, I think I'm tapping out. To be from... fair, blood wrestling wrestling's been a big, a big a blood and wrestling's been a big part even before um even before um yeah, our time. Yeah. Our time mm. and yeah. even and actually there so I, I like I mean I remember like Dusty Rhodes back in the day and a few old matches. Oh he, Dusty he, Rhodes. He he, mm. he, yeah. he, he bled buckets and same with Rick Flair or Rick Flair. Rick Flair. He, yeah, he, he, he was a, he was a big advocate for it. I mean, quite out Dusty Rose even passed that mentality to his sons. Now his sons do it quite a lot these days as well. So mm-hmm. it's like it's 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 a narrative. It kind of like it's like it's like it's like you can turn that page in your book and something. Oh my god! Oh, it's gone real now. He's bleeding. He's in trouble. Blah blah blah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So I get why they do it. It is it is that it is that um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word. I'm not. Oh, what's the word? Like for narrative, like an element of the story, just to kind of mm. move, move, move the narrative on. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's, just, it's kind of like a plot twist in a sense. That's it. A, a prime example, when you're talking about blood of its finest, I know that's a strong sentence to say. Yeah, or, it uh, is. Austin versus Bret Hart. To be fair, that was actually a perfect um, scenario. Um, yeah. Do you want to tell, tell a story or should, should I? No, you, you you can quote about this one, bro. Alright, so, so, here's, so here's here's the story. Alright, so um so basically this match was was unofficially the passing of the guard in right, a sense. Okay. So Bret Hart was kind of like the gatekeeper and Stone Cold Steve Austin was this new generation of wrestler. He was mm. brash, he was he swore, he gave them little fingers, he drank beer because and like he was representing the new generation of wrestler, and he was he was the bad guy essentially. Bret Hart was old school. He was of the the 
was that new, new generation wasn't it big man back then yeah new, new yeah. generation so he was kind of like the gatekeeper of he was still champion and but he, and he was the face so stone cold was the heel bret hart was the face and their match was an i quit match so the idea is that there is no tapping out there is no force there is no like one two three it's literally the person has to say i quit right and um this is during the era of wrestling when they weren't allowed to cut each other. They weren't, they weren't allowed to bleed. But Bret Hart convinced Stone Cold to do it and it helped the match so much. Big time. Because like, you just kind of got like... And it, it made... Um, it, did, it did amazing, a very rare double turn in a sense because obviously you were the, the, the crowd was behind Bret Hart for a lot, long time. And right, then okay. all of a sudden, because Stone Cold was bleeding and he had that no quick... Because like, the match ended with Stone Cold... Not passing out, didn't it? Passed out. He didn't quit. He didn't. But <clears throat> the referee had to stop the match wow. because he passed out. And and you had this, you have this um, image of the Stone Cold writhing in pain with blood just dripping down his face, and it's just like that was kind of like this essential. No, I actually remember seeing that. I yeah. see. Yeah. I remember now you described that image. I remember that image of like a blood dripping, sweaty mm. Stone Cold Steve looking like something out of hell, like yeah, a red exactly. Hell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that kind of like. And then because um, he passed out, obviously the match once was over and um, Bret Hart won it. But then Bret Hart carried on the attack and it just made Stone Cold become the anti-hero and Bret became the, the official heel. It just, made, mm. it, was, it just created this perfect double turn. It was all because mm. of that moment of bleeding because it just set the mood right and it, just, it became a part of wrestling history and, and like made Stone Cold a living legend and improved Bret Hart's um, legendary um, legendary um, career as well. So mm. it does help in those in that in that regard. So I do get like I'm like I'm not a bloody person myself. I don't really like it that much. Like I get why it happens a lot of times. I mean a lot of times these days it, it can be it is usually by accident, but especially in WWE but in with like AEW the newest what the newest kids around they do quite there's quite there's been quite a bit of blood but it makes sense for the storytelling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, as you could, it was a personal regard. To be as it, well, Austin was made after that. Mm. Literally, he was that match. You can ask any super, any wrestling fan, what match made you become an Austin fan? They'll turn and say the I Quit match. Okay. It was That's such a interesting. Unique, it was unique, but the thing is, the actual era from then literally kicked off because we had. Oh, now I need to tell you a side story. Now, <laughs> now during this period, I remember I was in secondary, the ninety-six, ninety-seven period, and uh, it was rare to get WWE t-shirts over in the UK. Mm. Oh yeah, t-shirt I always wanted, based on one of my favorite entities. Now, this group was called Degeneration X. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Oh, now, believe you me, I remember that I, for weeks I kept on looking and way before the internet was even around. I remember back in the old school WWF magazines, used to have like a something called Euroshop. He used to cut and, and send a check to this place. And then, yeah, I oh, those, it coming yeah. straight from, yeah. I always remember they used to come like, oh, it's direct from America. And then when you check the address, it's coming from Middlesex. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I, when I saw, oh, in stock, G Generations, oh my gosh, I hounded 
my mother yeah, in, into giving me a fucking £13.50 check. Yeah, sending it off, thinking it will never turn up. And then one day it did. And oh my gosh. The day that T-shirt turned up, I think that was the, a defining moment of me loving wrestling a little bit too much where I thought I was a wrestler. Because when I put that T-shirt on, I remember I was walking around going to the shots and people were like, oh, you went to the gender figure? Yeah, man, you can suck it. That was my answer for all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, yeah. big man. To be fair, it was the tagline. That was the tagline. <laughs> and yeah, that for me, that actually there, no matter what people say, don't get me wrong, it, it started many people's careers. It made mm. Triple H a proper name. Everyone just remember him as Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And oh, jeez. Sorry, what? Sorry, Hunter Helms. Helmsley. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Helmsley. That's when Paul started off in WWF. That was his, his uh, first character. Is he the second Marquis of Carabas or something like? <laughs> to be fair, he was he was playing because back in the day when those it was like the New Generation era, so it was like they they were characters. So he was like a this royal royal blue blood kind of like character. So um, he was Ash called Hunter. Crap, yeah. yeah, he was called Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And now is it Triple H uh, Tri- like? Second in second in line to take over from Vince Vavor when Vince 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 sorry Vince a man when he eventually dies. You know, I don't I don't even know anymore the way because let's be honest Vince is never going to die. He's too stubborn. Yeah, and, yeah he's um, got tiger black going on there because he yeah. ain't looking fast anytime soon. Yeah, he ain't gonna, that man that man ain't going to die. So um and um but like he does like compared to what he was back in the day he has more he has more says than most. But like his title's changed recently because of the of current situation. So um, mm. he's not he's basically the only thing he really does is run NXT, which is the third brand of WWE right now. So um Yeah. Think, it should be the first brand is actually one of the best thing going this point in time. <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> You're saying I mean, I think it's interesting times of wrestling because obviously I mean obviously the the first thing is yes, the reason why the why there's a change in WWE WWF to WWE is literally because of WWF, the world is it the worldwide fund? Yeah, um, the, world, the world wildlife, yeah, world wildlife, wildlife, well, world wildlife fund, yeah, yeah. Um, and deeming it as entertainment. And then I think obviously times have changed, so a lot of those characters who we only knew um, from their like performances, like Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, American, you know, American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Um, you know, um, Macho Man. We knew just those people, but as times have gone on, it's like there's been more interest in who they really are. And then you get this unfortunate kind of like, like China. What happened with her? And then you start to get into Chris Benoit. What happened with him? That reveals this other side to wrestling. And then the whole Hulk Hogan and Gorka situation. So you now have this situation where both of these people have this kind of, we're aware of kayfabe, we're aware of what it is, we're aware that they're characters, but we're also intrigued by their their lives as well. Yeah, and so. how they do what they do. And successes like The Rock, like, and and the stuff that we didn't know, like the thing, like the thing about The Rock is it's interesting to kind of see where he came from, what he did, how he took control of his own name his own destiny did what he needed to do and then it's like through him being where he is he's putting the highlight the spotlight on those people who came before him who may have been quiet or may have been under the radar for for those of us like myself who didn't know but for those fans like you know you and big man you would have known about his dad and his granddad Mm -hmm. 
you know so i think it's 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 interesting to kind of see wrestling i think that's why i wanted to cover it with you guys because i think there's a kind of we get we get kind of sidetracked onto the horrific stories like the chris benoit situation and china and things like that but then we don't look at the 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 things that were achieved do you get what I mean? That were quite mm. that were boundary breaking, like the Rock's family, what his granddad and his and his mum, like what what they all did, what they meant, how they were kind of even though you know, at the time you may have thought, oh, you didn't really hear about it, it wasn't trumpeted, but now we can go. Actually, we're going to trumpet because those guys were pioneers. Look at what they did. Look what they were doing. Look at what they were setting up. And now we come to part the point of New Day. And New Day made me get interested. In it. I was like, oh, suddenly I am very. I mean, New Day and the hardy thing situation because mm. that's just yeah that's a lot of mouth on the floor the hardy we, we, we talking about this we talking about look, the hardy situation we're talking about what, what, senior, what you... look senior where's senior benjamin you know my, my constant <laughs> question is where's senior benjamin is he okay oh, ultimate deletion In oh yeah time, that's, 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 i just oh, want to know big man, okay? big, big man she doesn't she doesn't know what? Look, man, don't oh, tell man, me. No, 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 no. She, she doesn't know about. She doesn't know, know about the next saga, does she? Wait, no. Look, don't tell me Senior Benjamin's been taken in these, these strange times, okay? Because you know what got no, love Senior Benjamin. Benjamin's fine, but there's a new one. There's there's new there's new deletion coming out, sis. Oh, oh yeah, this is the big big deletion. <laughs> to be fair, I think that might be I have to a reunite sort of thing with popcorn and drinks because it's gonna be a, a hell of a deletion coming. Oh my god, it's deletion. See, see, every time this happens, I, I I view it from a point a point of of excitement and terror, and horror and disgust at my own self at this. But also, I want to know what the hell's happened with the, with the new deletion. So uh, we yeah. can't disclose that information until it drops. Yeah, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. So all we know when is it that, all, we, all, we know, all we know is a challenge has been has been has been made for Matt Hardy to um, take on um, Chris Jericho on at the at the Hardy compound for mm. uh, which what's what, what's deletion the the thing delete was it the not final deletion is it double or nothing is it? Yeah. Something, does something. it involve the does it involve the, the children at daycare? I just want to know. Is it going to be a nursery match? Hey, don't be dissing, don't listen to the kids because that, that kid's got a, got a victory. That, that child, um, Prince Maxwell, he has he has a one and no victory right now as a, as, as a child. I know he does, and that's why I'm scared because <laughs> he's going walk in, walk in, walk into theme music, walk into John Cena's theme music, and slap down John Cena or something. See, but but it's funny though because like. Like it, when the, the, the whole deletion stuff started coming out, it was so polarizing, but it was game changing. It's like yeah. to a point of where, like the last, the last um, WrestleMania, because WrestleMania happened recently, sis, mm. and because right, okay. um, it, it was obviously considering the current situation with the pandemic and a few other things, obviously they, they can't do it with live crowds. Nah, um, yeah. A lot of them, a lot of, a lot of the matches were in empty, were basically done at the performance center, so in, into an, obviously to an empty arena, but there were two segments they did which were pre-recorded <laughs> so like okay so we like so like um because like because this year WrestleMania was done two nights so the first night it had um uh, a person you know the undertaker oh yes the take, undertaker oh, yeah taking <laughs> taking on um a wrestler called oh big man's favorite a wrestler called aj styles right okay in a, about AJ yeah in a boneyard match now you may be asking what is a boneyard match mm-hmm. well one we don't know. <laughs> Two after watching after watching the match, it um it 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 
it really wasn't a match. It was um, an attempted murder. No, no, it wasn't a brawl. It was an attempted murder. It was actually like yeah. whoever gets put into in, into a um, into a hole gets buried alive. That's basically what was that was that was that was that was that was a match, and uh, it was um, literally like properly like, professionally filmed. Had like um, a soundtrack as well. A soundtrack, it? yeah. yeah had, like, had like um, had like Undertaker driving his motorcycle into the graveyard, um, to Metallica, um, yeah. Had like had performances, had dramatic performances from both. Look, to be fair to them, they gave they both gave really good performances. I I can't even be angry. Yeah. I can't even. I can't even be... And then um, um, spoiler alert. If you're if you have not watched Mania, I'm going to spoil it for you right now. So, in three, two, one. Edge Styles get buried alive, so technically he's dead. <laughs> Till next week, and then... oh no, no, no! They're apparently keeping off TV. From what I've heard, they're keeping off TV for a while because they won't really sell that he's like he's dead. But anyway, um... <laughs> and then the um, the next day, um, it was uh, a match between um, oh. a gentleman, you, a gentleman you know by the um, by the words of John Cena. And he was taking on a guy called um, Ray White, the Fiend. Oh, big man's big man's yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and I, I personally thought this match was way better than the than the Boneyard match personally because it was just it 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 was one surreal and two at the same time just done so well because yeah, right. the so literally like the because like obviously Bray White's this character who is like he has two personas at this moment in time. He he is um. A TV like it's like a um what's that guy that American guy Mr Bob Mr Rogers Mr Rogers yeah. he's like a he's like Mr. a Mr Rogers. yeah Mr yeah. Mr Rogers character and the yeah. other time he's, he's this guy where, called the Fiend who wears the Fiend. um yeah. yeah who wears a mask who's created which was created by um Tom Savini yeah Gene from Doctor Dawn yes basically and yeah. um so like before he was this he was he was this persona he was a he was um he was kind of a cult leader like your um. Like a dead calm kind of character, Robert De Niro. Yes. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Um, yes, not, not dead calm. Not dead um, calm. Um, oh my god, Kate Fear. That's it, Kate Fear. That's the last yeah, one. Thank Kate you, Kate Fear. Kate Fear character. And Max he had Cassidy. Been... Say what? Well, what's his name? Max Cassidy. Yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 And um, and he was like his cult leader, who like his character was so over. Like he was like he was probably like. One of the, at a time, like probably like what, five years ago, he's probably one of the best characters you could. He, he, he was in the he was in the industry at the moment. But yeah. as it goes down, um, Vince didn't see the potential in it, and it kind of went downhill from that point onwards. And then John Cena got involved, and John Cena has a habit of burying burying new um, new characters and new and kind of like just like he wants to be the superhero basically. So like in a match where he should have lost technically, he, won. he wins. Yeah. So. Um, so, so the, the whole this match came came forward that um, came forward with um, John Cena saying I'm not going to get WrestleMania because of the time it's time for the new generation blah blah blah. Then Bright got involved saying Nah mate, you were like you kind of ruined my chances, so let me ruin your chances kind of thing. So they had a match, a five a, a Firefly Final House match, and it was oh, done sorry, a, a, a what a Firefly Fun House match because a show that that Bray White presents is called the Firefly Fun House or Firefly Firefly House. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So oh, I, I just, I just, you, you have to ask him, Rustin, because that yeah, might be like yeah, yeah, I'm going to set fire to flies and find them at your house or something. So it's like, let me just ask, just in, just in case. 
<laughs> but yeah, but basically with this with this match, it was so surreal. It involved it involved you going through John Cena's career from when he started in WWE to where he ended up to where he could have been if he made certain choices. And it was just like it was John. Wow. Like the production, like, the production was 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 really mm-hmm. good. John Cena is like John Cena has become a very good actor, so you can see like he and Bray Wyatt is an amazing performer when it comes to acting mm. and wrestling. And it was yeah. just done so well. Like, it was like, holy crap, this is, this yeah. is, this is, <clears throat> what, what is, what, what, this is amazing. Like, I will let you watch it just to see your, to see your reaction from it. I think I do when I, it's like piqued my interest. I think I yeah. do. Yeah. So yeah, so like, yeah. But, go on. No, no, I said, I remember watching that and when it was over, I, I literally remember thinking, what have I just watched? Because it was done so well. And to see the career of someone literally pan out in front of you and to the way it ended, I went, okay, a lot of time and production went into it. It was a masterstroke. It was brilliantly done. Mm. You say about the movie on the best of days, but it was brilliantly done. Definitely something you should definitely check out. You have mm. checked out and the thing, And the thing about it is like, this, these, these, these kind of like high production... <laughs> Like short matches or, or matches even have come from, come from actually. Well, I, I could say, I could say the deletion, but then there's also there's also like um, oh, what was that? Um, Lucha Underground. They did they have like a high production value um, um, cutscenes as well when it because um, they're produced by Robert Rodriguez, so it kind of helped. Their, their production value is really high a lot of the times, but um, but yeah, I, I would say that deletion stuff did kind of inspire a lot of it, and I think even Matt kind of like hinted at or he said he said a piece of something controversial online recently about it but i don't know what he I, I don't know what he said i didn't i heard he was like he was he wasn't exactly happy about it but but yeah a little bit this way fish remember when i showed you the wyatt family versus the new day in the woods oh yeah oh god no yes <laughs> no. that is the stuff of actual nightmares that was just like that was just redneck hell i just honestly was like no, what is why you make me watch this torture porn? I mean, just yeah, it's not torture no. porn, it's wrestling. That is, yeah, that was for me. I, mean, I remember watching that when that was aired live, and I and from then I thought, Whoa, what's this got to do with wrestling? Because the only thing I saw was three men going to the woods, which looked like a saw movie. Thank you, very Thank quickly. You. Deliverance. <laughs> Deliverance for the new generations. Like, no, no, no. Uh, but yeah, but what can you say? I mean, no put this way. I don't know if you've heard, bro, but they're saying because of the success of the Boneyard, they're looking to do it like once every couple of years. A Boneyard match or, or in that style? No, in that style, because apparently, oh, don't quote me to this, it's just a rumour that's been floating around. You know, basically, Dead Man's been saying that he's got one, like, one or two matches left in him. He's 55 years old. Of course, you shouldn't have any matches in person. <laughs> but yeah, fair enough, fair enough. There's a lot of talk saying that his last match in the Boneyard could have been the one match that should have happened 30 years ago. Now, for those who don't have a clue what I'm talking about, a fantasy matchup that's been always been promised but never happened was The Undertaker versus Sting. Sting. Okay. Now, those who don't know who Sting is, if you can picture Brandon Lee as the crow, as the crow that is Sting. Pretty much. In a nutshell. And I, to this day, I can't remember what happened because I was in and out of WCW at the time. I believe there was two versions of Sting. 
the real thing was made to look like a villain. No one didn't believe him, so he became this persona, which happens to be the crow, and just ran with it for the rest of his career. Pretty there much. was a bit of a joke on intermission with it as well, if you remember yeah, that, was, that. Yeah, that was at TNA, yes. Why so yeah. serious? I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, that reminds me. Remember that clip I showed you, sis, where uh, he basically made Hogan his bitch by smearing lipstick on his face? Yeah. See, this, yeah. I say these things and it just sounds like, what am I talking about? But <laughs> these things happen, people. Look them up. That's wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, what's the thing about the attitude? It kicked off so many people's careers. I mean, we mentioned The Rock. Prime example, when he came in, Rocky Maivia, fresh face. Then became the nation, joined the nation, and then it just blew up from there. Yeah, but to, be, to be fair, like, because I think with, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for The Rock or wasn't for them letting The Rock be himself. Cause like yeah. when he came in as Rocky Maivia, the crowd were, were into him for a bit cause he was fresh baby face. And then all of a sudden they just turned on him because he was like, cause he wasn't a stone cold. He wasn't like, he wasn't anything new. He was just a fre- fresh boring baby face. And then when he went to nation and was asked and he asked if he could just say, say how he felt. That's when, that's when, that's when, that's when things turned for him. That's when he became, he started slowly becoming The Rock. And then after that, The Rock became who we, who we now know, yeah. um, in the, Mr. In the, Johnson, if you know, Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne, Dwayne. Dwayne. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I think. And that's the thing. Obviously, we know about. Actually, to be fair, on a side note, Mick Foley, another man whose career mm. Foley went unbelievable through the roof thanks to the Attitude Era. I mean, everyone, I Foley, I instantly think mankind in a bizarre boy. Do you anyone remember the boiler room pool he had with the Undertaker? Yes. The hot coffee being thrown at him. Yes. <laughs> was it a pipe he was walking across with something? Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay. There were some weird matches, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, boy, the room brawl. And then it, I, that thing, I lost count because it was Mankind. Dude Love, Cactus Dude Jack. Love, Cactus Jack. Which might add, side note, at one roll. Yeah, he actually turned up as all of those characters. That was really cool, to be fair. That was yeah. really cool. Because, because basically, he started the Royal Rumble as one character, then he got eliminated, came back as another character, got eliminated, <laughs> and came back as a last character. And then it was like, yeah. I mean, that's cool. a workaround of yeah, three to be fair, To be fair, to be fair, I, yeah, if I could do that, I would do that. <laughs> and it's kicked off so many people's careers. I mean, for me, one of my favourite things about the Attitude Era was a, a title which unfortunately no longer exists in the WWE. Hardcore? Yes. <laughs> the 24-7. We kind of like what we have now with the R-Truths. Yeah, the 24-hour the 24 hour title. Yeah. But these matches were brilliant. It was Crash Holly, mm. I believe, was the champion at the time. He got involved in a brawl at a... Was it a fairground? Where got, there was a clown. He got, he got, yeah, he got, he, it was a fairground, yeah. there was an airport scene, there was a supermarket, there, there, there were oh, a lot. I, you showed me the airport scene. <laughs> <laughs> you, you showed me the airport scene, fight, man, man, man fighting on, on, on the baggage room, people just trying to get their luggage and go home. Yeah, I saw that. Lord have mercy. So. Think, the Attitude Era has a lot to answer for, and I mean, it did wonders for the men, but also it broke out for the women as well. I mean, Back in the day, we had, as you mentioned, the Miss Elizabeth and all the women, but Sensational Sherry, Luna Vachon, then the game evolved. We now had Stacey Keebler. 
ジャンルでいいと思うんですよ。ジャンルでいいと思うんですよ。ジャンルでいいと思うんですよ。ジャンルでいいと思うんですよ。ジャンルでいいと思うんですよ。ジャンルでいいと思うんですよ。ジャン
Yeah, off, <laughs> off a ladder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. So, you know what? You know, I'm going to say, so, Big Man. Yeah. If there's like, so, so someone's listening to this and they're like, you have pinged up a lot. Yeah. Recommend, I don't know, like a couple of documentaries and some books people can like reach out to and like read up Ooh. on this stuff. Okay. And this sounds really, really bizarre even saying this. Okay. Oh, no. If this means to this. Look, okay, look, your own personal homage to, uh, to, uh, Shawn Michaels and, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your so little, what uh, whatever your whatever your diary is that's not published, that's not really what we're looking for. What we're looking for is actual published stuff. Yeah, big man. Just <laughs> well, no, yeah. I've actually there's an interesting documentary on the WWE yeah. Network about the Attitude slash Ruthless Aggression series that's mm-hmm. started. Which, I, to be fair, if you haven't watched it, definitely get involved. You'll see what happened and how it progressed to where it is, and that's called Ruthless Aggression. It's a five-part series, and I know season two is out later on in the year. Definitely recommend that. They also released a DVD, if I'm correct, called Funny Enough, WWE Attitude Era. That's worth watching as well. It's around about five hours long, and I've only watched that round. I thought, geez, there's so much information. Book-wise, I'm kind of stumped because there's so much different books out there covering it. I would say an interesting book to read will be The Rockstar Autobiography that he released years, years ago while I was still in wrestling. This covers a lot. About the attitude era, okay. so I would easily recommend that. I don't know if you've got any books or documentaries. I would definitely you... say my, mankind's books and any of mankind's books in general because they're they're just they're just they're just a treat to read. And because like yeah. Mick Foley is a hilarious guy. Because Mick Foley's brilliant. Yeah, this, this um his crib. He's a based stand up. He's a stand up comic comic now. So you know, yeah. he's uh, yeah. like so like his and like he's just and he's so articulate in what he in what he writes. So I definitely recommend his books. Documentaries, I'll definitely recommend You're On The Map, a very good documentary. Oh, of course. Oh, how did I forget about Beyond The Map? <laughs> Beyond That's a really good, really good documentary. Um, you would be introduced to a character called New Jack, probably one of the scariest wrestlers in the world. Um, yeah, he just had a documentary about him, didn't he, on Vice? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, a, he's a messed up guy. But... Um, yeah, there's a lot out there. Even like like, like Big Man said, um, the WWE Network have quite a few documentaries on there. I would definitely recommend some of the wrestlers um, wrestlers ones. So like the Rocks one's very good. Triple H's one's very good. Um, um, Stone Cold's is amazing. She Big Man got me that from, from one, one of my birthdays actually. <laughs> so um, I definitely recommend um, any of those documentaries as well. Okay. All right then. Well, I think we're gonna uh, draw the line under this one. And um, yeah, thanks. I, I'm educated, my damn self. I'm like, oh, I've got. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look in some. Of, well, some of this stuff. Some of it, I'm not touching with a ten foot barge pole. Oh, you just, um, you just, you just oh, we, we we saw it. You should. Even, yeah, I totally agree. Well, even though the, the the next deletion is what I want to know about. Hashtag where is Senior Benjamin? Senior <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what you saying now. No matter what you say, Senior Benjamin. I'm just picturing him setting fire to that something and dropping off. That's why I love Senior Benjamin, man. You gotta love him. Respect Senior Benjamin. Senior Benjamin created a ring in his own back garden with nothing more than a hammer and some wood. Uh, Somehow. And a dream. And a a dream. And a dream. Bless. All right, then, uh, guys. uh, Thank you for the education I've received. We are concluding uh, this little podcast with a big shout out to Box Room Music uh, for our intro and outro music. It's pretty damn good. And uh, yeah, uh, that's me signing off, boys. All right, guys. Have a good day. Everyone stay safe out there and be respectful of each other. Two meters, two meters. Stay home. (laughs) 
stay home. Exactly. It's not worth us. it. Stay home. Bye. Right. Later, right. people. Bye. Again. See you later. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.